welcome to Dad Mentality. I'm your host, Rodney Glover. I'm so excited today to do this show. We have a, a couple new guests this week. Uh, one is a surprise guest and one I told y'all about last week. But we're going to start with our intros today. And first, I can't do this by myself. I always have to have my brother from another mother, my man, Vance Robs, a.k.a. Coach. You there, Coach? Hey, what's going on, y'all? How y'all doing today? We good, we good. So, Albans, unfortunately, Albizi had to take off this week. He had a family emergency that he had to take care of. So, you know, the show must go on. So, but I made a few calls and stretched out to a fellow that you've heard before. He was for here on the episode Money on Your Mind. And his name is Matthew Winton, AKA Ice Cold Cryptocurrency. <laughs> What's good? What's good, people? Hope y'all feeling good today. How you doing, Matt? I appreciate you uh, taking time out of your week to join us and, you know, come again and talk. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that Bitcoin and make sure, you know, you keep a, keep that money coming in our pockets. But today's guest nice. of honor, I was I, I heard this young lady on, on our, what I would call our brother's show, The Enlightened Ones. My man Deuce is doing a great job. If you're ever looking for another podcast besides ours, you know, of course, you better listen to ours first. You can definitely check those fellas out. They're doing a great thing, and I and I'm not gonna lie, I kind of stole quite a few things from them, so you'll know you'll notice that immediately. But I heard her on the show, and uh, and she was a great, great guest. So I said, you know what, I wanted, I needed to have her for my show, so I reached out to her. And she decided to give us an opportunity and give us give us her time. So she is originally from Covington, Kentucky. She went to school at the University of Louisville, studied law school at Capital University. One of the greatest things she did was pass the bar on her first time, because I don't know nobody who did that. <laughs> so we are, she's now in Cincinnati, Ohio, and she is a criminal defense attorney. So welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I definitely anybody takes time to come join our show. We always appreciate it here. So, you know, we're going to go ahead and jump into our self-care check-ins and uh, check in to see how everybody's doing before we get into this interview. So uh, we're going to go with Vance. You want to go ahead and start it off for us? Yeah, I can start it off this week. Um, I'm at a good uh, probably seven and a half right now. It's up from last week. I think I was at six last week, something like that. Um, I've had a busy work week, you know what I'm saying? Actually busy personal life, too. Um working on just business opportunities and so forth. It, 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 I haven't had any downtime over the last couple of uh, days, you know what I'm saying, since the last podcast. So, um, but mentally, you know what I'm saying, I'm, I'm holding the fort down and some good things on the horizon. So I'm just trying to focus on that light as opposed to, you know what I'm saying, the everyday surroundings. Work is has definitely gotten uh, a little bit less stressful, but I mean, there's still a, a bunch of opportunities there. Um, as well, but overall, the family's healthy. Um, oldest birthday is today, she's 20. So, oh, wow. um, happy birthday! Yeah, that's a that's definitely a good thing. So, who knows where she at right now? I think she's Ocean City <laughs> or something, but um, either way, you know what I'm saying? She's 20 years old, she's healthy, you know what I'm saying? The rest of the kids are doing pretty well. So, 
uh, wife is doing really well as well. So I think um, a, a solid seven and a half. You know what I'm saying? If I can get past the busyness, I I should improve. So okay, okay. All right, go ahead, go next. Let Matt go after that. Um, I'm at an eight point five. Mine went up from last week, which is great. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited. I finally took that uh Super Bowl money and bought some new equipment. Hopefully, my voice and sound sounds a lot better than it did before. But uh, yeah, yeah, I took that Super Bowl money, bought some equipment. Um, work is picking up for me, so that is a little bit stressful. You know, we're getting ready to go into our food show. It's like uh, we're about to do a huge food show, so um, you know, got to get ready for that. My family's good. Um, I ran had a little hiccup with my daughter, but um, you know what? I'm I'm kind of excited because I'd rather have this teachable moment now while she's with me. Then later when she's out in the world and, and these things happen and she, you know, doesn't have me there to learn from it and understand and even refocus, help her refocus. So I'm hoping that this teachable moment will help that happen. My, you know, so it's just learning experience we grow through. You know, I, I tell everybody I'm so happy because at my daughter's age, you know, I was I, I would have needed a criminal defense attorney. How about that? <laughs> you know, um, I was still in cars and doing all kinds of craziness and this, that, and the other. You know, and my daughter, she's a, you know, she had a 4.0 student and she's doing great in school and has all these things going on that are so great for her. So when she messes up, I try not to be too overbearing, but you know, you still have to get your point across. So. You know, that's where I'm at. Eight, I'm at an 8.5, you know, just uh, just need to get through what's about to be my busy season at work. And then, you know, I can start relaxing again, get ready for a vacation because I need one. So, Matt, what about you? Where you at? Man, I'm going to say this week, I'm probably honestly was around about a six, six and a half, man. Like this week was, you know, not definitely not a bad week, but it, I was kind of in this kind of a blocked like you know I mean type feeling this week like trying to get myself refocused and remotivated you know for this upcoming season with my truck you know so but I did have a meeting with some people about some partnerships we're trying to do um you know in business this week um dealing with you know some things with um, my wife with her health so you know she had a procedure this week so that's it's just been Shout up out and down. To appreciate it you know what I mean so just trying to make sure she right um, but but been been good because on what was it? I want to say Sunday night and Monday night, man. You know, just chilling with the fam. We sitting downstairs, you know, watching some movies together. So even though with everything else that was going on, it still I was able to just be like, well, you know, we here together, healthy, like life is good. You know what I mean? Overall, but like just dealing with those outside things, um, like work, like your business, you know, um, just you know get get to you sometimes finances and you know what i mean different things like that but um overall like it, it was kind of just in the middle i wasn't down but i know i got a lot more room to uh to feel a lot better you know what i mean just to get back you know at my point man where i'm feeling just great and enthusiastic every morning like i need to get back to those days like, you know, I used to get up in the morning every morning and I post a video. You're like, what's good? Y'all y'all feeling good? Do my Instagrams out there walking and jogging. I haven't been feeling like that lately. Like, yeah. I kind of get up and I'm like, you got to make yourself move. Hey, I need you know? to walk, brother. So whenever yeah. you do them, you're going to go out for a walk. Just let me know, brother. I'm, Man, I'm trying to yeah, I'm trying to get back you. to my walking, too. 
Hey, walking definitely helps you mentally and physically, like just getting out. It's something about outside looking in the distance. Like they say, that's one of the best therapies you can do for yourself is a daily Yo, biking. walk. Yeah. Y'all can come bike with me any day, y'all. Nah, I'm good. Yeah. Nah. yeah. You don't want to do that. My, hey, hey. Man, hey, I did. I was about to say, boy, nah. them seats ain't no nah. joke. Nah. He, out there, he out there talking for like 30 miles. Like I seen this man. I'm, yeah. He, he biking places I won't drive. Like I'm good. Like, nah, that's a long drive. You think I'm a bike there? You done lost your mind. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Come on, Roddy. You nah, supposed man. to throw that out. He tried to get me. me yeah, I, went out and bought, I went out and bought a bike and all this thinking I was going to do what he was doing, man. I think I did one ride. It was like Five miles after that, I ain't touched that bike since. I was like, man. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather walk too, man. I, I, yeah, I got yeah. a bike in the garage. I ain't rode either, man. <laughs> all right, well. All right, Julia, how about you? Where are you feeling at today? How's it going? I'm probably at about a seven. Okay. Um, Could be better. I uh, I just came back from vacation, so that's probably why I'm not. Well, that's right. It was your birthday. It was your birthday. Happy birthday! Well, happy birthday! Oh, thank you, thank happy you. Yeah, birthday. I just, uh, yeah, yeah. just got back from Mexico a few days ago, so that's that was fun. But now it's back to reality. <laughs> okay, so um, it went down. So your school went down because you came back from vacation, or mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I I started um a new area of law recently. So okay. um I'm doing some like dependency work, which is when like let's just say like JFS or well let me child protective services tries to come mm-hmm. in and take your children. Mm-hmm. I I represent the mothers or the fathers who are fighting to keep custody of their kids. Wow. So I've gone into that area uh, recently and I just got my first case with that uh, yesterday. So it's um, work is stressful. Yeah, it, work so is I'm, stressful. So is that a choice? Did you choose to go into that area or um, was that? Yeah, I needed some other streams of income. Okay. <laughs> and so uh, I started to branch out a little bit, uh, talking to a couple of attorneys and, you know, I do have a love for children and wanting to make sure I I've always been an advocate for you know the the family unit Mm. um I even wrote papers about it in law school so uh so I am I'm a strong advocate for that so this was like the perfect way for me to kind of merge the two because I also can be a guardian ad litem which is specifically for the the children and to keep their best interests at the forefront of all the court proceedings, that's what a guardian ad litem would do. So um, it's it's new. It's a lot to learn, a whole different area, a whole different specialty. But um, but I'm learning, and we're doing it. But it's it's stressful. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, so, yeah. that's that's tough. My wife's uh, she she used to do that. Um, mm. She used to do not particularly being a lawyer, but she was an advocate. She worked for uh, family advocacy. Mm-hmm. And her job, but that man, that you know, she did that thing for like eight, ten years, and she just said to me, "Baby, this is, I just can't take it no more. It's just um, too, yeah. it's just too much, it's- you know." And she was working in the part where uh, it wasn't preventative; it was something else. But she was there to see the bad part, and then she she would like show them where to go, but she mm-hmm. never knew what happened after that. So, okay. you know People what I'm saying? So, the resources, but didn't yeah. know if they kept yeah, up with they it. kept or... up or if they got in a good situation. They, she, all she saw was bad all the time. Oh. You know, it was never, yeah. 
she never got to be there for the good part and that became overwhelming so yeah. you know i i you know i i, I salute you <laughs> so because I, I i've heard some horror stories boy yeah and i mean even though i know uh, i'm sure that a lot you know a lot of situations aren't where the parents are trying to do something bad but they just might be in a bad situation so right. you know i right. can understand that also so but you know hey or not have the resources or so, not have the yeah resources. yeah absolutely absolutely all right well let's get in let's get into the interview um I'm gonna go ahead and start out with well, the, you kind of started into my question, my first question, which is, you know, now that you're a criminal defense attorney, what, what would be, what's your next like big career goal? Are you going to be a politician? Are you going no. to be a judge one day? Are you going to, um, you know, are you deciding what's 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 your dream job at the end of this? So, you know, it has changed over time. Um, at one point it was, maybe I'll be a judge, right? Because I see the amount of discretion that judges have, right? I mean, you can know the law in and out, which unfortunately it's more about the, I mean, it, it's about the law, but it's also about the relationships that you have with these prosecutors, these judges, um, the rapport that you have with them, the more that the judge um you know, the more that the judge kind of cares for you or appreciates even like your work ethic, then they'll be more inclined to hear your argument um, than, you know, other attorneys. Um, so it, it was a judge just because I see how much discretion they have and they do, they hold a lot of power. And, um, but it's changed over time. It was to have my own firm, uh, go out on my own instead of working for someone. And so that's more what I'm leaning towards now. Still, it, it it was there, but now I'm leaning even more towards it just based on certain things that's going on in the firm now. So, I mean, honestly, I don't know. It could change. It, it really could change, but more so leaning towards going out on my own. Okay. Now, so. Okay. All right. We'll and, see. Um, we'll see. <laughs> so. I got a question just based off of your comments just now. Um, speak more to that relationship with the judge and the prosecutors. Um, I think that that's critical. Um, understanding that. Yeah. So what I mean by that, I mean we're not. I'm not like giving money for campaigns or anything. For of course, campaigns. right. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing like that. But just um, like there are times today, for case in point, I went and approached the judge. Um, before my client even got in there and I'm like hey you know he's seen my face a few times I've had side conversations with him at the, at the bench of course but I'll go up to him and just be like hey can you kind of give me an idea of what you would give my client if we play it to this or if it was reduced to this charge or amended to this charge and they like to have that rapport with you and okay. some judges some judges will tell you like my judge today was like he's not going to get any jail time I was like oh perfect like okay that's yeah. good um so it's just just making sure that as an attorney, you're taking that initiative because some attorneys yeah. don't approach a judge at all, right? Yeah. They'll they'll talk to the prosecutor because they have to. And yeah. then they just go out there and hope for the best, whether they're actually doing a trial or they're doing mitigation to try to get a, a lighter sentence for their client. Um, mm -hmm. They won't approach the judge. And I don't want any like, I don't want any surprises. So I always try to like approach the judges and just be like, hey, if we did this, what are you looking at? What would you be, you know, what would you be inclined to do? 
And then then at that point, that way I can go out and give my client a little more peace about whatever it is that we may have to, you know, may have to plead to, um, giving them a little more peace to let them know like, Hey, listen, talk to the judge. He's not going to give you any jail time. You'll be on probation for six months. You'll have a fine, you know? So we'll, we'll, to have those relationships and just going to talk to the judge is Mm -hmm. is very important, um, in, in the practice. Yeah, I got you. Yeah. So you you doing your due diligence shows your character, which gives the judge more, I guess, more comfortable in who they're dealing with as a lawyer. That's exactly right. Got yeah. it. All right. All right. Um, well, my next question is, so we, we talked earlier that uh, you, you're from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. What made you decide to go to Ohio and start your, and do your practice there? Uh, well, so after I graduated from U of L, uh, I was kind of like in limbo. I took the LSAT, didn't get the perfect score. Um, and my mother lived in Columbus. So after I graduated college, I've got these two degrees and I'm like, I can't afford rent down here by myself. My, My roommate was moving out and she was going off to go get her master's. And so I was like, well, I can't afford this rent. So I had to go back to my mom's <laughs> and right. she lived in Columbus. And so uh-huh. while I was up there, um, I was working at Macy's. I transferred my job to Columbus and I continued to work at Macy's and then I applied to law school. <laughs> okay. So uh, with, with the scores that I had, I was talking to an attorney that I ended up working for. I was working at Macy's in another place um, in their legal department. And the attorney told me to go ahead and apply. So that's, essentially how I ended up in school in in Columbus because my mom lived there. But then I was told by another attorney, like, you should apply with the score you have. You can get in. So that's how I ended up in Ohio. Okay. Okay. Um, But well, this is just another just quick question, just more about you. Mm -hmm. So out of all the judge shows that's out there right now, do you watch any of them? I do not. Made for TV? No, yeah, no. made for TV. I do not. I mean, back in the day, I probably seen, like, I probably caught a couple episodes of Judge Mathis, a couple episodes of Judge Joe Brown, and a couple episodes yeah. of Judge Judy. But, like, I definitely haven't watched them, like, uh, okay. while I've been an attorney. <laughs> I don't even know if they're still on. So Yeah. I yeah. used to really didn't, I didn't realize, like, how those judge shows work now or that they was actually, you know, actual practicing judges. Like, I, it, it kind of... But they, ain't they paying the cases off? Like, yeah. to, like they pay the, 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 the cases that I, I know. Like, they pay the cases off. I really couldn't even tell. I have no idea how they do the TV stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, but, I thought they were paying all the cases for what I, I may have. I may have a friend who's been on there before. <laughs> and, oh. and they pay the cases and they pay the people oh, uh, wow. for being on a show. So even yeah. when they lose or whatever, they still pay them. They pay wow. they pay whatever it exactly. is. If it's two thousand to that person or whatever the case may be. So you get the money. It's kind of like that's the reason why you're on it, because there's no yeah. loss. <laughs> I mean, it's no loss, and the TV ratings are paying the judges. So what yeah. are we really talking about? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. I was just curious. Now nah, that was just something that just came to mind. That's curious, but now nah, we'll get back to this more serious part. So what? 
So let me ask you this. So if a person gets in trouble, or they, they get in trouble, let's say I've committed a crime. Oh, and let me clear this, that anything that you are saying is not considered, a, you know, you giving advice to anyone. This is a show, it's entertainment. You know, I don't right. want you to, I don't want you calling us saying, Jalea told me to do this. And Jalea right, told no. me So, you know, it's so all entertainment. My, my answers will be tailored in a way where they would have to actually call me to get a consult. Okay, yeah, so yeah, no yeah. worries. <laughs> no worries. So what what should a person who who's now committed a crime and they're looking for a criminal defense attorney, what should they be looking for? How what's the best way to go out there in your area and find someone who's going to do the best job for you? Like, is there some something that you should be looking for? So a lot of my um, which is why I think networking is so big and making sure that you are doing the best you can for your client, because a lot of my clients have been a referral, but I also work with a firm that pays a bunch for marketing. <laughs> so we're like, if you type in like best attorneys or best law firm, we're going to be like on that first page on Google, on Google, okay. you know, so you're paying a marketing uh, firm to, to kind of get your, your, your firm on this, the first, at least the first three pages on Google, if you're looking for an attorney. Um, but I will say a lot of a lot of my clients as of late have been referrals. Um, but I think what you should look for in a defense attorney um, is someone who, one, they may not be able to. Uh, they may not be able to. Completely relate but at least they can understand where you're coming from, right? Like you don't want someone that you feel is already judging you because then how can they adequately advocate for you, right? So I think some of the some of the reviews that my clients have left for me is simply that Julia is a huge communicator and she really listens to you, right? And I don't know if it's just because I'm still fairly new because I had the attorney that I work with, he goes, I think you've shown me how jaded I've become because uh -huh. like you really care. And I was like, oh, should we not? You know, yeah. like, <laughs> wow. should we not now, care? Now, hey, man, a job is a job. And at some point <laughs> you, you really be like, hey, it yeah. is what it is. And like, I think that, that this is the, like, I mean, I think that's in any job, but especially like in this job, you're mm -hmm. like, you know, you get to a point where you're like, okay, I've been seeing it all. I've been heard it all, you know, like yeah, there's they desensitize. Yeah. Right, at that point. right. But I'm not there yet. Right. I still feel <laughs> all you the still feels. Right. <laughs> I feel mm. all the feels. I'm always like, you know, it's going to be all right. You know, we're going to figure this out. And, <laughs> yeah. Man, you know, then, while being back, getting the lawyer like, dog, you sure? Like, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I believe after a certain point, the lawyer, they're going to look at a case. I'm probably just from a more just logical like what mm. can we prove what what are you coming to me with mm -hmm. and they've seen so many situations it's almost down to um mathematics at that point like okay <laughs> right. based no, on this exactly based right. on that this is what I believe we can prove and then they 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 look at all everything like you said earlier they look at okay which possible judge could we get? So, all right, oh, we got this judge. I think, so that gives us a better probability of getting the outcome that we want. So, you know, uh -huh. they start to, they, they weigh all of those things. That's exactly um, right. Into consideration, you know, and is 
Yeah, it's all mad. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm like uh I had a client the other day and I was like, oh, thank God we're in front of this judge. They're really reasonable, right? Like, mm -hmm. and and I'll tell my clients, you know, best case scenario, worst case scenario. Um, in here, we may be able to get this, you know. Um, but I'm still, I'm always like, I'm super hurt if like it doesn't go my way. And the attorney that I work with is like, you cannot be like that. <laughs> like you have <laughs> It'll to consume you. Yeah, they were, you know, so... he's like, you know, there's certain judges, if it's a if it's a drug case, it's like they always give me this this one same judge. And he's like, I don't know if somebody in his family had like a drug problem or what but he's always super hard it doesn't even matter if it's your first offense like he's always super hard and if you're charged with something that can give you jail time he's gonna give you some jail time right and so i'm finding like and then i'll get the cases that are not winnable you know so like yep. i have them where oh they found the crack on you like i can't <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't <laughs> That's going to be hard to explain away, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So then at that point, it's just about mitigation and trying to get them the least amount of time, right? Especially if their record is terrible, which, like I said, I usually get the cases it's not winnable. So the whole set of facts or their criminal history is it's always terrible. <laughs> so wow. I always get this one judge and I tell them, like, we're going to try to see what we can do. I'll talk to the prosecutor. Like, can we, can, you know, amend this from, you know, at least get them down from the 90 days they're looking at to maybe 30, you know, and they might work with me sometimes. But if I get it down to the 30, that judge is going to give them the 30 days. Oh, 30. And it's just, and it always, it just breaks my heart. And then I go and try to file to get them out early. And sometimes I do get them out early after about 10, 12 days. Sometimes I don't. But it always breaks my heart. And my the attorney I work with is just like, you can't do that. Like, you you don't see it as a win, but they could have gone to jail for 90 days. Absolutely. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but, you know, yeah. so it's, it's always tough. <laughs> it's always <laughs> yeah. tough. We need to bring her back in like five years, though. <laughs> that whole perspective. Yeah, see yeah, everything. Like, <laughs> if I'm back in 90, that was that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like, hope uh... not. I hope I stay like this forever. Right. She's gonna be like, oh no, I'm a, I'm teaching law now. Right. No, I might have to get, law. I might have to get out of it. It's so stressful. It is very stressful. It's a very stressful job. I believe it. So uh when it comes to when it comes to being a criminal defense attorney, what is the biggest like mistake a person can make? Um or even like the most common thing you run into that people think they're doing something to help and they're not. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, okay so I do I have I know a guy <laughs> who thought to go in and just like if I go in and I talk to them then maybe they'll you know cut me some slack like I'm I'm being honest and I'm like no the police like I understand <laughs> the whole like honesty aspect I get it but like no because even if you're honest they're gonna twist your words Right. And then it's going to be, well, didn't you say, and because you're nervous and you're in there and you're a black man, oh. you know what I mean? Like you, you, you just set yourself up for failure completely. And now your attorney either has to file a motion to suppress everything that you said, you know, which is not always going to be, you know, that's not always going to be granted, especially if they told you, you know, you have the right to an attorney. You do not have to speak to me, but if you came in voluntarily, even trying to file that motion is going to be 
kind of pointless for your attorney at that point. So it's just, you think you're doing yourself a favor by trying to go in voluntarily or be honest about something. Don't do that. If what do you, you mean? Even ever go and uh, talk to I was a, about a to officer, follow up with the same question. I already know what you're about to say. Go ahead. <laughs> if you even if you go in and talk to an officer, take your attorney. Okay. Like just don't go in and try to have a conversation with any officers, detectives, any of that without representation. Okay. So you're I saying would, that if there's a warrant out for you and you voluntarily go in, is that so what no, no, you're no. saying? So that so the mm -hmm. so there's a difference with that. If you have a warrant, you go in. It depends on what the warrant's for, mm -hmm. right? So if you have a warrant that um, maybe it was a domestic violence charge or something like that, because I get a lot of those, and they automatically will issue a warrant for you mm -hmm. um, after those allegations have been, um, after, you know, someone has alleged that you hit them or whatever, they will automatically put a warrant out for you. So you can go in and turn yourself in on the warrant. You'll be seen the next morning. They may try to question you. They may not. Okay. If it's like a warrant for your arrest for murder. <laughs> yeah, know? I'm with you. Right. So yeah, those, those are the, where they're going to try to interrogate you and all of that. It's going to be those charges. They may not try to interrogate you on a domestic violence charge, right? Gotcha. They're going to be like, we're citing you for this. You're going to have court. You need to come back. You know what I mean? That's what they're uh -huh. going to do for, for yeah. those type of charges. But for like a, a murder charge or a drug case or the, the big ones, the, the big felonies, don't go in without an attorney. What if you ain't do it? What if you really wasn't there? Like you have a full pledged alibi. Like yeah, okay, tell it to your attorney. Still, that's still what she's saying. Like, that's that's great. You still don't go in there without it. I mean, yeah. and if you do go in there, don't say nothing. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Just go right. in there, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, right. And, and, and then and, I would like to retain counsel. And at that yeah. point, they got to put you back in the holding cell, and then you'll go for your arraignment. You'll tell the judge, I want to retain counsel, or I can't afford it, and I need the court to appoint me one. And then at that point, you can let your let your counsel know, and then they'll file a notice of alibi or something like that in your case. But mm -hmm. other than that, don't say anything. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So every yeah, movie, agreed. every television show is telling you the truth. So just one right. thing. <laughs> yeah, don't you have the right, the right to remain silent. And that because, is your absolute right, yeah, and you should yeah, exercise it. It could be <laughs> something super simple, and that technically you didn't, you weren't planning or in the in the act of doing anything wrong. But you never know that law could just be. They just need to, you just need to have willingly came across this line with something like you knew it was there, but uh -huh. if you didn't say any. But once you admitted that you knew it was in the car. They already That's can it. say, well, he knowingly had it in there. But if you were to talk to your counsel, just be like, oh, you didn't know where it came from. Like, it was in your car. You had no idea it was there. Don't you drive Uber? Um, Like, I don't know how it, that, you know what I mean? So they can't know, you know I me. Mean? So, but you could have just think you're being honest, just talking, just say one wrong thing. Exactly. And now they can use that as a statement of, you know, your guilt. Exactly. You know? so which it's, is it's why what you, you can should. prove. <laughs> you don't say anything. Yeah. Don't just say anything. If it right until you get counsel, and there's there's another thing I have this issue with some of my clients. Um, don't lie to your attorney. <laughs> what do you right? mean by that? So, so you may tell me be like I did it, like you know what I'm saying? Did you? Yeah, you could tell me you did it. You could tell me <laughs> now because it's not. Right, look, it okay. Now your law not, ain't in the law that the lawyer your, your the lawyer, lawyer can't, can't test yeah, it. You know, client, client, attorney, client privilege. privileges. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But not only that, it's not the burden of proof is not on us as the defense. The burden of proof is on the state. Mm -hmm. So 
we can, we're not necessarily going to say you did or didn't do something, but they have to prove that you did. Yeah, but right? to me, to me, to me, the the human element be is put in place on that. With the attorney for the attorney, like with you the tell attorney, me? with the attorney, like you got feelings. She made the right? she made the side not to take your case or move forward if she feels like true. it's something. But can, she made can you do that. As she a made it. She made decide to take it. Can you, you just random? Let me ask you a question. Like, if you take a, if you, I'm sorry, fellas, but if you take a case, or mm -hmm. I, 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 uh, bring you in as my attorney, and I tell you my side of the story, can you just up and say, nah, I don't want to take it and leave? Is that even possible? So, yeah. here, so here's absolutely. So if you call me, so but but first, let me tell you. So there's a process. So if you call me and I haven't been retained yet, and we're talking, and you're giving me the facts of this case, and I'm like. Mm. Right. Mm. That doesn't look good. That doesn't sound good. I don't think I'm gonna be able to do it. And I mean, I could still take it and know that it's a losing case. You know what I mean? I could still take it. Uh, and some attorneys will, and yeah. they'll tell you they'll give you all, all the hope in the world that you might be able to get off or this that, and the third. I'm not like that yet, yet, right? Because you guys said check back in five years. <laughs> I'm just that's what I said well, to you, Vanilla. Well, I know a lot of attorneys <laughs> just think about the billing, the billing hours. They're like, that, oh yeah, true. I'm gonna bill so, you a lot of hours for this, and still uh -huh. you ain't gonna get off. Yeah. You know? Right. So there's there's that part. So I can say no, I don't want to take your case, right? Mm -hmm. But if I if I take your case, then you give me more and I and you retain and I file a notice of appearance with the court, and now I am the attorney on record. And then you start to give me more information. It's gonna. I then have to file. Um, if I don't, if I'm like, oh, I can't do this, you know, whatever. Like, for whatever reason, I have to file a motion to withdraw with the court. But okay. there has to be a reason. I can't just say I want to withdraw. Yeah. But I can that also way. say. But I can say, you know, the client and I are not seeing eye to eye. The the client is. We're not. I don't think I'm going to be able to adequately represent him based on. He keeps giving me information that is not, you yeah. know, adequate to my argument. Something like that. Like, all they can say, uh, I'm not representative because my bad is guilty. You know what I'm saying? So, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do that. But you can file a motion to withdraw, but you have to, you know, sometimes they're just like, I'm not getting paid. They're not paying me. And the, yeah. and the judge will let you withdraw. It, okay. uh, he's not been in contact with me. The judge will let you withdraw for lack of communication with your okay. client yeah. or something like that. So there, there's reasons. You don't have to go into detail, but you do, once you are retained and you're the attorney on record, you do have to file a motion to withdraw at that point. I can't just tell you like, I'm not doing your case anymore. I have to be excused by the court at that okay. point. Got it. Right. Got it. So, uh, Right, my next question, I mean, you kind of went into it a little bit, so I just want to just clarify this just, a little, just to go back a little bit. But do you find that police or officers or people who are, you know, the arresting officers and other that they're not really, do you find that they're not really looking for the actual person? They're just looking for the person they can pin it on? Or do you feel that, and this is just a feeling thing, you don't have to give me any, you know, details about specific cases or anything mm -hmm. like that. But, I mean, as, as as far as you've been in there, have you had that notion or felt like, you know, that 
they didn't even try to look for the right person. Like they just found enough evidence to put it on this person and put it in the court for me to now, for the courts to now deal with. So um, outside stories, I feel like that, but not personally with cases that I've had, right? So I've seen things and I'm like, you know, I might watch a documentary or we hear these stories, you know, like, oh, they could have done more there. They could have done more there. Most times for my clients, they're catching them like in the act of something, mm. <laughs> right? Yeah, so yeah. there is not necessarily someone they had to go looking for. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, Got it. you know, a lot of times it's, you know, I'm, I'm doing uh dv cases where the victim is that they punched me and the guy is there and he's upset and they're arresting him you know what i mean yeah. or, mm -hmm. or it's a theft case so they caught them with the products on them you know um or it's an ovi and they pulled them over and they're drunk you know like <laughs> so it, it, those are where they didn't have to go looking but i have right. seen uh cases where you know because i'm still doing like higher level misdemeanors but the felonies a lot of times those are the ones where they have to do an actual investigation and that seems to be too hard for them and so yeah they will i have seen quite a bit that they will be like well we we talked to this person and that person and that was enough for us and it's like That's well i think enough. there should have been a little more investigation you know this is a rape charge yeah, i right. think there needs to be more investigation there you know what i mean um, so I, I have seen it just not personally. That was another case that was in my firm. It wasn't specifically mine, but oh, I have seen it. Yeah. Okay. All right, good. That was just my, I had a story that I went blank on, but anyway, I'll go. All right. So now we, uh, I previous, I, I told you before last week episode, we had a, a, a very good friend, Vernon Cornish on. He was a 17-year-old male who, at 17, he committed a crime, and he admitted he committed the crime. He did 10 years in prison, um, but he discussed, he said that he took what was called an alpha plea. So no, I was I was just curious, so what's the difference between like an alpha plea or a regular plea, or what's the other options of pleas, and what are the difference between them? Like when you come into the, when you come in there and you're going into trial, what are your options? Okay, so going into trial, um, you have, I mean, you can have the option to, you could plead guilty, you could plead no contest, you can plead, um, and, a, and an alpha plea is almost like a no contest plea, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning you, you plead guilty, well, you're saying, I'm not contesting anything, the facts are the facts, but I'm not admitting my guilt, Mm -hmm. basically i don't yes. believe i can win with the facts I, that are yes. being presented against and so me. usually with with something like that um there is you're usually found guilty okay. like the likely result is a guilty plea i mean a guilty finding whenever so it, it was going to happen anyways is what you're saying i'm sorry what it was going to happen anyways like you were going to get you was going to be guilty regardless. When you take an alpha plea, that usually means there's so much evidence against you. It that doesn't you, yeah. you, you even don't want to admit your guilt. Your guilt, yeah. but you like, they done, like, I can't, they done set me up, but I can't even fight the facts. I still right, not I saying got, I'm not saying I'm guilty. I have more questions about that one. I don't want right, to take it all the way to trial with a jury trial and get a, and get the sentencing. So you probably already going to kind of know. So an alpha plea? Or a, a, a no contest plea, 
you usually can discuss what the sentencing is going to be. Exactly. Okay. So that's why you're taking right? it. So because they're right. like, well, you're not going to get any jail time. You know what I mean? You know, because and you're going to go home today, but this is what you're going to have, or you will have this lesser, whatever the set you, and then you basically agree upon it because it's going to be a lot worse if you go to trial and then you're convicted, especially like if they're they're a mandatory that you got to do. Like, you know exactly. what I mean? If it's a, if you got a gun charge and there's a mandatory X number of years if you get convicted at court. So you're like, man, nah. you sound like you, you sound like you read. You sound like you've been through this before. That's what you sound like. You sound like my man was saying. I mean, we got a criminal defense attorney right here. Hey, 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 you helping me out. We're good. That's good. Now I'm kind of intrigued. I mean, if you got a story you want to... You know, yeah, put it but out you there, know, we can yeah. discuss it. And let's see what uh, <laughs> I got. I come back. Let's on see what it. our criminal defense attorney would tell would have told you to do. Yeah, I come back off with another episode, man. Tell the story, man. <laughs> but yeah, I'm telling you, it's just you. You, you want to avoid what you could have gotten, um, especially yeah. if there's if there was a, a a mandatory, and that's where they usually get a lot of people with those type of pleas because. You know, they got these mandatory sentences you may have to do, you know, so you're like, all right, you basically giving me that, man, I'll, I'll take that deal. But but you still end up with the record, but you just didn't have to sit down. You're like, man, yeah, OK. Right. Exactly right. <laughs> all right. All right. Man, answer the question for me. All right. Yeah. <laughs> um. I forgot. So, so, so besides the alpha plea, you said there was other, what are the other options? So we don't necessarily use the term Alfred plea. Right, right, right. But that could be an, another, like I'm in Ohio, right? Okay. So mm -hmm. that, you know, it's different everywhere, but um, it's essentially what we would consider like a no contest okay. plea. Um, they may use it on the felony level. They may. It's mm -hmm. interchangeable, right? Um, but a no contest, guilty, mm -hmm. not guilty, or for your friend, no uh, Alfred plea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and but a lot of times those are like I said, worked out to where you know yeah. everything is already worked out. We we're agreeing to he's going to enter this. We're offering this. The judge has probably already agreed to that as well, and they've probably waived a jury trial at that point. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Um, th those yeah. are the. The, the like three or four that you can plead guilty, not guilty, no contest, or your the Alfred plea in your friend's case. Okay. Okay. Well, you kind of talked about this, the, my next question also a little bit, but when you're bringing on a new client, do you find it hard to gain that trust? Do you find it hard to get them to trust you and tell you the truth? Or... How, you know, you know, how many times does you already see, okay, they're not telling me the truth and, you know, look, yeah. <laughs> look, this ain't going to work unless you do. Or how mean, do, you, how had, do you build that trust? So I've had clients that I've talked to and because I'm, I think I'm pretty personable for the most part. Right. So I'm yeah. just like, you know, Hey, what's up? Tell me about, tell me what happened. You know, very, I'm not like, I'm not going to speak three levels above you. Like we're using simple words like it's fine you know like I'm not doing anything crazy so I think they already feel fairly comfortable but what I find is they don't want to look bad to me and I'm like well this is you need an attorney because you were charged with something so tell me what happened surrounding that it doesn't that doesn't mean you're guilty 
Although we're kind of in a society where you're guilty until proven innocent instead of yeah. innocent until proven guilty, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of times I find clients that don't want to look bad to me because maybe they already, you know, once I've talked to them, they they gain a certain level of respect already or something. I don't know why they feel the need that I'm going to look at them in a way. But I'm like, listen, I'm your advocate. I'm here for you. So I just let them know, like, listen, this is my job, you know, and you have a right to have counsel. So, you know, whether or not you feel and, and it depends on what they're charged with, too, whether or not it's like something that's being talked about. You know, I had a client where her case was kind of on the news and so she mm. was embarrassed and stuff like that. So you know, I can, I get why they would, you know, want to start off and be like, I'm not that, I'm not a bad person or it didn't happen this way. But the more that I hear the story, I'm like, okay, so don't lie to me. You know, you can lie to everybody else if you want to, but don't lie to me. <laughs> so I think once we, once we talk, then I find that they feel more comfortable and they see, you know, I just have to keep um, reiterating that I'm on their side and kind of, you know, let them know that, you know, this is what I'm here to do. <laughs> you know, you you deserve representation. You deserve a defense. And and once they get that, like, this is not, I'm not in cahoots with the prosecutor or, the yeah. you know, any of that. Like, well, I'm here for you. Then they usually feel a little more comfortable. And I'm always, like, available. So my clients will text and call me weekends anytime so so I think that also makes them feel a little more comfortable because I I communicate with them probably more than what they're used to with most attorneys because I do know attorneys that's like they won't respond until you have a hearing <laughs> so yeah oh, okay so let me ask you this being a black attorney do you do you feel that that makes them more comfortable or do you feel that that uh do you ever get a client that maybe doesn't want to be your client because you are black or because uh, you're a female? Because I know that's, that can be an issue as well. Yeah. So I've gotten the female one a couple of times and we just pass them off to the other guy in my firm, like the guy in my firm or, or he's like, no, she's going to be your attorney. And that's that, you know? Um, but I've had, I've had some where they had, they won't say cause she's black, you know, but they'll be like, Oh, we, didn't know we were gonna get her mm. you know? wow. and so then there's always the well I thought that he was gonna be my attorney or I thought you guys had somebody else in your firm you know those little comments and I'm like well I don't have to be their attorney that's fine like you know it doesn't it's not gonna make or break me I'm yeah. still gonna get paid you know so <laughs> it was just like you could do what you want to do you can take him or you could take somebody else in our firm but you know yeah. I, I don't care one way or the other. <laughs> you need an attorney. So, um, I, I, but I have had that. And my my paralegal, she gets so upset. She gets so upset because she's like, you're one of the hardest working people in this firm. I can't believe they would treat you. Know, they would act like that. I'm like, listen, mm -hmm. give them to the other guy. <laughs> like, it's, it's fine. We got so many other, you know, clients. Give them to somebody else. I I mean, and they're, and they may not, you know, not trying to toot my own horn, but they're not going to get the representation from them that they would have gotten from me simply because I'm trying to build a reputation. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. These other people already have, they're already established. They've been around long enough. And like I said, some of them are jaded. 
So you're going to get somebody who's just as concerned for your case, but just as concerned about my own reputation and how I look. So, mm -hmm. you know, that I just chalk it up to their loss at that point. <laughs> but I've had it a couple times. Okay. Fellas, okay. anybody got any uh, follow-up questions or anything that y'all want to get up, get uh, discuss? Or Matt, you want to uh, talk about that case a little bit? Let her, did let you? Us help you out. I do got a question. Do Do you ever want to get away from criminal defense and start talking about other litigation, such um, as corporate or something of that nature, where right. where 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 normally the uh, the opposite color of us? are in court for right right um so i worked in i worked in a um i worked at a in the legal department for a local credit bureau so all i did was review contracts right mm -hmm. and um it was it was okay it really wasn't that bad it was just it really I was the only black person in the entire legal department. Mm -hmm. So there's that. <laughs> there's that. But then it became one of those uh, things where I don't know if it was because I was starting law school or 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 what it was, but there, you know, I feel like we're always told as black people, we we can't just be like good. We have to be great. We have to yeah. be excellent, you know? Mm -hmm. And there came a time where the general counsel was putting so much on me and having like all of these wild expectations. I mean, more than what she had for my supervisor, which was, you know, I'm leading the team meetings for the different litigation against all their subsidiaries. And I'm like, this is, this never, this, this is not normal for someone yeah. who's in this position, you know? Yeah. And after I left, I stayed in contact with one of the attorneys there. And she was like, I said, do they have the other, litigation paralegal doing any of that because I was a paralegal at the time and she's like yeah no and right. I was like that, that's crazy so I don't mm. know it wasn't bad doing the contracts contracts was my highest score on the bar <laughs> mm. <laughs> my mm. highest uh highest uh, uh essay on the bar and so if I did go to do anything else maybe it would be doing some like contract work reviewing contracts drafting contracts something like that there's money there um been different stream of revenue yeah yeah <laughs> there's money there so i mean maybe that but i mean i get attorneys all the time talking about you need to start doing some bankruptcies because there's money there and i'm like do you have to do number you got to do anything with numbers not me i can't do it so okay. Um, but if, if I did do anything, you know, I briefly discussed that I was going into doing some dependency work and doing some GAL, uh, guardian ad litem work. Um, if I did anything else, maybe it would be like contracts. Um, I did have some personal injury attorneys like talking to me and there's money there too. There's a, there's lots of money there. You don't yeah. really have to go to court either. That's, um, that's, that's, very, right? that's very interesting though. Personal yes. injury, they don't go to court really. They just settle out with the insurance companies. Yeah, it's insurance. I mean, the money's yeah. already there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's really and just negotiating a number. Right. So I won't say easy <laughs> money, but it's a little quicker than having it, what I have to do, which is go right. to court all the, every day, you know, be in front of a judge, have to talk to people all the time. Yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. maybe, but probably contract work i'm gonna stick with this dependency stuff for now and we'll see how far i go with that <laughs> yeah i'm with you yeah how many as a criminal defense attorney how many cases do you uh what's the typical typical 
caseload for a criminal defense attorney? Hmm. Well, for me, because technically they would consider me like an associate um, attorney. So I'm mm -hmm. still fairly new. I just passed the bar in 2021. So um, for me, they're loading me up. Right. Okay. Uh, when I first started, because I was new, they weren't giving me a bunch. I may have had two cases. You know, I may have one at 8 a.m. and another one at 10. And then I'm done for the rest of the day. Right. Mm -hmm. But now <laughs> I might have about four or five, six. And it depends on um, I'm also doing panel work. So I'm taking cases from the PD's office because there's just an overflow. And so they they start to farm them out to private attorneys. And so I'm taking some of those for some extra income as well. And so now because I'm taking those, I can get, you know, if I do, if I do a, a room A, which is when you get those cases, room A, um, I could get eight for that morning. Wow. Right. And and you get their cases, you get their files that morning, you go talk to them in jail, and then you try to get them out on bond, you know, that morning. So it's all very quick. And in those cases, like I said, that can be eight in one day. I've had as up uh, upwards to 10 that I get that morning and I have to go talk to them in jail and try to figure out. So you're out. spending your whole day or at least set days a week. Set days. Yeah, set days. So there are certain days that I will do the room A stuff, which is the panel public defender stuff. Yeah. Um, they're, they're set days. They'll call me and be like, hey, can you take... Mm -hmm some cases this day, but they won't know how many. And then when I get there, it'll be like eight. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, but with my firm, I will say I probably have maybe like three, four a day. Oh, got it. Yeah. All yeah. right. Wow. That's, uh, that's a lot right there. It just kind of just this off of that, just kind of how it seems like just that court system, like the healthcare system, it's almost like self-fulfilling at the point because there is a business side to legal representation, the court system and everything. So it's like everything kind of feeds itself. They they don't have they have so many cases that they have to use private firms to be public defenders. I, you know what I mean? And it's like like you said, um, so many cases in one day that they don't even have enough attorneys. You know what I mean? to do it so it's just kind of just interesting to hear the business side of it how you look at other streams uh -huh. of income you want to practice this type of law you know you have insurance law um so they need lawyers you know you got um like even auto insurance i know a friend of mine he's a lawyer for all state um mm -hmm. so it's like that side of it you know so you kind of can find your your niche um right. like we just had to talk to a patent attorney i mean a trademark attorney and that's all they do is trademark research trademark um type type law patents and different things like that so it's just so many um i guess <laughs> avenues of law yeah <laughs> that yeah. you that you could practice or choose to you know hang your hat on right all right fellas well do y'all got any other uh, questions you want to ask because i am completely out of questions <laughs> so let's see if y'all yeah, I mean, got, got most of my questions out throughout throughout the interview yeah, yeah, just what, sure. what do you think um how, how I, I know you see in social media and of course we've had all these uh, wild cases with, with police department killings and, and even just, you know what I'm saying? Regular crime or crime um, from the, from being inside of the judicial system. Mm -hmm. How do 
um, we change it for our people for it to be fair mm. for us? Mm, good question. Um, you know, I still struggle with that. So when I was in law school, um, George Floyd got killed, mm -hmm. right? And I was just so torn with like, do I even want to go into this? Like, because it's all one working system, right? You got the law mm -hmm. enforcement and then the judicial system and they supposed to work hand in hand. And exactly. And and I was just <laughs> like, do I even want to do this? Because I was sick, you know? Yeah. And I just, um, I've just found that you can't, I can't bear the weight of it all, right? I can only do what I can do for my, that client at that time and then move to the next one and do what I can do for them. I just told a client of mine today, I said, I said, I got into this field so that you wouldn't have to plead to something you didn't do. Yeah. Right. So I think that it's just it. what we can do is when you see an issue, you address it in whatever way you can. For me, I do it case by case, you know, right. but. It's, and but I don't get truthfully and, and and honestly I don't get a bunch of African American clients. I mean, yeah, in Ohio, like what you, what you mean, like, and I know Cincinnati, you know, what I'm saying is black, but you know, what I mean, it's real black. I got friends out there, but right. I mean, yeah, I I hear you. It's just, it, I mean, because oftentimes you hear people talk about, oh, well, we need to. Um, defund the police. We need to change this. We need to get out and vote. We need to do that. But what what's the real mark is what I've been struggling with on how do we really change the system? I mean, truthfully... You got to change the law. You got to change the law. You got to dismantle the entire system. Yeah, if yeah. I be, you know what I mean? Like, the entire mm -hmm. thing. But honestly, then, then everything will be in an uproar and it's like, how yeah. do you do that? And you can't say something that crazy without coming with with an actual plan and it'll still take years it'll it, take but, it's going to take generations it won't yeah. we won't see it in our generation Agreed. i don't think if there so. is a change we yeah. won't see it right now we yeah, won't be it, alive not only, do, not only do, will it take years the generation has to keep the energy yeah. see right. the problem yeah. is, is that the generation will change and the energy will go away so well, you'll lose your momentum and well, the, the system remains. Well, the great same. thing now is everybody's a reporter now. And this is something that we never had in the 90s and the 80s. Now everyone is a reporter. Everyone can record. And that's what's, that to me is going to be the biggest. And I mean, just like all the stuff that's happening now was happening in the 90s. You know, I got, I've had incidents with police. I've, I've had, I managed restaurants that had, I had police working for me and I watched them do some crazy shit. So, I mean, you know, I saw it right in front of my eyes, you know, and I was like, whoa, you know, yeah. but and I mean, the only thing is now, you know, now we have any, everybody can record. Everybody has a way of putting it out there. And the thing about it is it's out there before the cops can do anything because now you can go live. You can go, what's, you know, what's called, you can go this, you can be on Instagram, you can be on here. You can now show millions of people something before a cop can change the narrative. Right. Yeah, but that, that but the thing about it is, even with the narrative and the video proof, the system is still the system. Yeah, it, it, so, it always so it's be. like the system is still the system. Like George, don't get it twisted. But what is worse, things are going to have to change. George because... Floyd, the George Floyd incident 
they ain't get everything that they deserved. Oh, absolutely not. You feel you understand yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Because yeah. of the system. But the thing, <laughs> but 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 the people, but the kids and the people now are watching it, and these kids will then be chiefs. They will then be attorneys. They will then be judges. These kids now who are seeing it, experiencing it, living it day to day, those are the ones that's going to make the change. We got we can keep it now, but it's the kids that as long as we educate our children and educate our people, we have the most opportunity now for our next generation to be the congressmen, to be the, yeah. the senators, to be everything that needs to actually make it change. Because right now, it's too many old judges that ain't going to change shit in the Supreme Court. It's too many It's too many senators that are still there who are going to stand up for the good old boys or whatever the case may be, even with the video evidence. But, yeah. you know, the thing is, the, the next generation, when they become the senators and they become the judges, and I mean, we, we're all raising great kids. I know all our children. Those are going to be, they're going to be the people that are going to be the judges and going to be, you know, the attorneys and going to be the chiefs of police and going to be this. And they're going to grow up right now seeing this injustice. So that's where I feel that the change is going to happen. That's why I said that, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to be our generation. We're not going to see it. We're not. Yeah, I think I, it I really is with the, the laws, right? Because even as an attorney, you're, you're still confined to the laws, right? So mm -hmm. like, we can argue all day for our client and but we have to use the law that is presented you know we can't just make something up and be like but well this law is terrible like that may very well be but the law needs to change the, the attorneys are still within a certain box and we can only move so much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, you know so i think that it, it definitely starts with the laws and so then if you know if you go into being like a politician or you want to be a you know a congressman or something like that then then maybe you know you can make some more some more changes but i know for me personally i'm still within these confines and so i try to do the best i can within the confines that i'm in gotcha yeah understood understood all right fellas we're going to go ahead and end this portion of uh our interview we're going to go into a few topics and julia has been gracious enough to stick around and help me out because you know i got some uh issues i want to talk about real quick so i'm gonna go ahead and talk about tiger woods this week tiger woods handed uh justin thomas a tampon as a hazing practical joke between two people you know we all been on the court and we can talk trash on a basketball court even in football you know this that and other and it just so happened in golf he decided to you know, haze him and play this and do this little practical joke, thinking it would not be caught. But now, like I said, these telephone, these telephone, the lenses and stuff can pick up anything that you hand anybody. So now he's catching a lot of hate and anger from groups, which to me is, you know, something simple back in the day when we was on the court, we've done worse than, or done worse and said worse than ever just giving a person a tampon. Um, so, my question to you fellas is have you ever done either a practical joke or something like that, that nowadays, if it was caught on TV or the show, you either be in a lot of trouble, locked up, sued or whatever. So anybody got a story? Cause I, I will start first. <laughs> I would say I definitely don't have a story because we, we played practical jokes, but nothing that would, 
I would say to that extent because we didn't I didn't like practical jokes too much. I'd be ready to fight sometimes. <laughs> so we wasn't too much the practical joker. But I would say just with the Tiger Woods incident, man, I think definitely people are just too sensitive. And it also depends on like how did he take it? The guy who he put the tampon in the hand of. If he wasn't offended, nobody else, you know what I mean, should should be offended. Um because, you know, you go back to some of these old shows and sitcom I was watching in Living Color. Like, you couldn't even do some of the skits that they oh. do on there now because people are just so sensitive to everything. Oh. Like, you know I what mean, I mean? What about All in the Family? Oh, yeah. What are we talking not about? Not at all either. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. Like, so it's, 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 just, it's just crazy, like, that just just that i'm not gonna get too deep but how certain things offend people and it just seemed to be more to that side because just because i'm you know we can agree to disagree or not like certain things but just because i express my view doesn't mean that i'm you know hating on that specific demographic or type of person but it's like you can't even say anything nowadays man and that goes back to the legal legal field people can sue anybody over anything now and that's just it's just crazy like i think people are just a little too sensitive you know with, with some of these topics that um you know they 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 get offended by yeah i mean i think we've taken the right of inclusion and and spread that out amongst everything i think it's all about you know what i'm saying like you said people take offense to when somebody does something to somebody else right you know what i mean and they they feel that oh because they did it to them that offended me and in certain instances you know what i'm saying when you start talking about harassment or something of that nature in the workplace yeah that may apply but you talking about two guys on tv and in all honesty had it been me and Rodney on that golf course, nobody would have been offended. Uh-huh. True. You Absolutely. understand what I'm saying? And because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's about who it was. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's not even about the act. So they're utilizing the act to create noise. And, and that's what's more irritating than anything. It's like, hey, if he wasn't Tiger Woods, it was just old random dudes on some yeah. golf course and they did it. Nobody would have been saying nothing about it. You wouldn't hear no. You wouldn't hear anything. And that's that's really to your point, Matt. It's like, are you really offended, or yeah, are you but, just looking for attention? Just trying to make attention. Yeah. Trying to bring, you know, yeah. Tiger Woods already had enough uh, attention right. problems. Yeah. Because it, it wouldn't even like you said. Another story. It wouldn't even be a story if it wasn't Correct. Tiger Woods. Yeah. If, if, Tom, if Tom Brady had handed it to a linebacker. On, out on the field, nobody, nobody, it wouldn't have been a story. Nobody would have cared. They would have laughed not, at it. They would have laughed at it and offense. talked about how competitive he is. That's what they would have did. They would have talked about how great and competitive it is. See, this this type of competition is what you need to be a six-time <laughs> Super Bowl winner. You know what I'm saying? That's what you need to be there. So, you know, yeah, I feel I mean, like that. I tried to think back mm -hmm. of, of just practical jokes. I mean, I don't know. I mean... I don't I don't know any any practical jokes that I did on people that would, would really be offensive um yeah. at this point. You know what I mean? Um I wasn't I wasn't that type of type of kid that, that just play jokes on people. Like it is what it is. If you say something to me I ain't like it, we just gonna throw the hands and that was gonna be the end of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And vice versa with most of my friends. 
I mean, you got the egg in the house, throwing eggs at house, which is a criminal offense. Like, we didn't know that when we were young. But it, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, I think I was with somebody. We made a TP the house. I ain't going to mention who. We did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. Hold so, on, dog. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. That's what they said. Allegedly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's what they said, though. I think, yeah. Um, but, you know what I mean? All right, so going back, yeah, I can't think of anything off the top of my head where it's like, oh, man, that joke is. I probably said some things to people. That in, in this yeah that age probably wouldn't fly well at work and all of that other stuff. Um, back at when I work at school, you at get school expelled work. from now. Yeah, oh, we did get expelled. just for saying something. Yeah, no, we did. have definitely been expelled for saying. Yeah, we doing. definitely got expelled. <laughs> you call <laughs> you call your your fifth grade biology teacher a racist redneck. Yeah, you get put out. I had a teacher fly. come to my restaurant when I owned it, and she said, "I can't believe you became a law-abiding citizen." <laughs> like, yo, I was like, and I pay my taxes. <laughs> so, right. you know. but right, Rodney, well, you up because I'm pretty sure I'm you did tell the story. Well, 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 this wasn't a practical joke. It was, it was a terrible. You know what? All right, so I can't take 100 percent credit for this. I was a part of it. I was not the mastermind, <laughs> and I. So this would be the equivalent of being the getaway driver, and somebody robbed the bank, but none of that happened. So check this out. So I think I was like, about <laughs> I think I was about probably 21, 22. And one of my closest friends had a close friend who was getting married. He was the best man. And he was like, hey, yo, so we're gonna go, we're gonna go do, you know, his bachelor party, which turned out to be the day before the wedding. So I knew both of them very I knew my boy was my boy, and I knew the other guy, and we was cool amongst each other, but you know, we wasn't best friends or nothing. I knew that my boy hated the, the woman he was getting ready to marry. I knew that, right? <laughs> so he was like, yeah, we're going to go out to the strip club. And, and anybody who knows me knows I can drink. I can drink as much as you'll serve me and still be functional. So we go <laughs> out to the strip club. We're partying. I mean, liquor is pouring, and we're just drinking, 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 right? So I'm like, all right, cool, cool. You know, now, by now, the, the groom is hammered so i'm like all right so he's like all right let's get him in the car let's get ready to go we getting ready to roll right and i'm like yeah so i'm driving so we leave we leave the strip club and he's like hey yo go to union station and i was like for real it was like for what we were going to union station for he was like let go <laughs> I'm like, all right, so we drive to Union Station, so we get Y'all decided, wait, car. so wait a minute. Is this our suspect off gate? You know what I'm saying? Y'all just drove to the train station just to go to the train station. No, he told me to drive to the train station. Oh, okay. He was in D.C. at the strip club. He told me, he's like, drive to the train station. Drive to yeah, Union yeah. Station. And I was like, all right, dog, I'm pissy drunk. He could have told mm -hmm. me to drive anywhere. I ain't care. <laughs> so we drive allegedly. to Union Station. Allegedly. <laughs> Thank you, allegedly. So he, we, we drive to Union Station. So he goes, he goes inside, and this baby buys the first train ticket, leaving out, and it was leaving out in like twenty minutes. Cause late at night. So we I like put all right, him on the train. We mm -hmm. get out, we, we carry him, we put him on the train. My man takes his wallet. <laughs> a while for that. Takes his wallet, takes his ID, everything, and pays the the little conductor dude. Sticks his ticket 
in his pocket or whatever, to, in his front pocket, and pays the dude $20 and said, just take, get him off at the stop. So sure enough, we we leave, he gets some, and I'm like, you serious? Like, we really doing this? Yeah. Where's so, the train going? <laughs> Cincinnati, Ohio. Believe oh, it or not, I remember. <laughs> I remember where it was you know, going. I'm my mind to Cincinnati. Yo, so oh, yeah, check that this out. A problem for so me. I wasn't going to the wedding, <laughs> but now I'm going to the wedding. So sure enough, he the best man. I'm like, yo, so I get there early. So I get there early. So he the best man, he already there. And we sitting there. So we waiting. Wedding's supposed to start, I think, at 11. No groom. The bride comes out, comes to him, and she goes, I know you have something to do with this. I know y'all was out last night, blah, blah, blah. I haven't heard from last night, this, that, and the other. She out in her wedding dress, son. And I was like, yo. <laughs> I was like, yo, for real? You're not going to tell her what happened? He's like, nope. 12 o'clock come. No groom. One o'clock come. Go ahead, boy. No. Oh, there, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. They wrapping the joint up. Hey, I can name names when we get off of this joint. And Vance, you know the dude. So Not you enough. know him. <laughs> so anyway, so we gonna so no groom, two up two o'clock. So now the bride is literally nuts, going nuts. So finally, about 2 30, she gets a phone call. This dude is in Cincinnati, Ohio. Just woke up. Can't buy a ticket. He ain't got no ID. Can't get back because he ain't got no money. He don't got no card. He took his wallet, everything, son. So sure enough, that was that was it. Then so they ended up getting married. Not that day. What? But they ended up getting married. My man was not the best man. And they, I know him as a friend recently. He, it took 10 years before they talked again. That's how but that was. That was the joke. Yeah. But anyway, but, you know, that was. Yeah. So. That was I know I would get sued. My thing that was, was this. Yeah. Hey. He put him on the train. He, he, hey, he, he, he said I, he said he felt like he was doing him a favor by not letting him marry. Are they still the married? They was married 10 years when they talked again. Yeah. I saw this dude at my restaurant yeah. later and they were still married. Yep. Still married. Okay, that was at least seven, eight years later. I don't know if they're still married now, but yeah, he was like, he was okay with it. He was like, you know, that's how much he hated the chick. Y'all yeah. was dead wrong for that. Yeah, he was gay. Well, dead wrong. Yes, yeah. y'all could have definitely got in trouble, right? <laughs> it's like you stole his property. <laughs> that, that and that. Well, I knew we get. I was like, you know, now we get sued for that wedding because he would have had to pay for that wedding. Yeah, that too. But that's that would be civil. Criminally, yeah. y'all could have got in trouble for yeah. taking Just his taking wallet. Just taking a wallet. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping yeah. them off at the train station, you could you could have got in trouble for taking yeah. his wallet though. Yeah, that's yeah. those misdemeanors. So he hopefully he done reached. They done reached the statute of limitations on that story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they had that. That story is at least 15 years old. So you know. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you know, that was just a little little something. But that was. It was young. It was a great. It was a great story back then. I still loved it, but I know now. That's that a great I'm, story. I'm, as I'm grown, as I'm yeah. grown, I would do better. I yeah, would that do better. Like some uh, hangover type. Yes, story. it did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I couldn't believe it when I was doing it, but you know. <laughs> 
There may have oh, been, uh, yeah, you know, there may have been a little alcohol involved. So then it sounded like a great idea. And plus, it wasn't Maybe my doing friend. Out, so, out, you know, alcohol, huh? It wasn't my <laughs> friend, friend. You know, it was, it was, he was still, you know, wasn't that close. I was like, all right, you want to do it? I'm down. I felt like I was helping my friend. But anyway, so also, right. the driving could have got you in trouble too. The driving them to it. You driving and being extremely drunk could have got well, you in trouble you know, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My daddy told me, you know, if I don't drive drunk, how the hell are you going to get home? That's what he told me. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't got nothing else to say. Uh, you know, hey, hey. Heard that one before. Yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go into our next topic. And uh, I wanted to see, get, get everybody's opinion. So you, let's say you're charged with murder. And you get to create your own fictional dream team from TV, movie, whatever of your three people to get you off of murder. So you can pick three, you know, I know some people say they only need one. It's up to only you. Only need you know, one. But hey, man, I, if, I, if, I, if I'm for murder, I'm gonna have a complete criminal defense team. I'm gonna make sure everybody. You don't you know, need it. Everybody, so. All right, so Vance, go ahead. You sound you sound like you were yeah, uh, convinced. He, yeah, he probably about to All say All I need is Robert thing. Kardashian. Robert Kardashian, he's a real person. Yeah, but he. Nah, I said fictional. <laughs> nah, no. Uh, That's the only person I need. I don't need nobody else. I don't need fictional. I need Robert, the, the real Kardashian father. Not the, not the dude that switched over and changed and all, did all that. I need the real one. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like, I don't need Johnny Cochran. I don't need none of them. I need Robert. Yo, I need Johnny. No, you don't. Because Robert's the one that won the joint. <laughs> you don't need nobody else. Now right, so, we so, so team, maybe I'm uh, wrong. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I'm is fictional mean not a real person, right? <laughs> don't that yeah. mean? Maybe I got that wrong. It like, does. Maybe you know, like, yeah, maybe you ain't understand the assignment, brother. <laughs> <laughs> the assignment was either somebody from movie, TV, somebody is not a real person. If that was the case, yeah, I mean if it's movie, it's gonna be I'm Matthew gonna, McConaughey. That's who uh, it's gonna be. The if it's Lord. movie, it's gonna be Matthew McConaughey. Okay. All right, there we go. Now we like, talking if it's about movie. Somebody. I mean, yeah. it's up to you. you it's your team. You better pick who's gonna get you out, dog. Nah, that man and that he's the only one, dog. Like <laughs> Oh no! Give me my cousin Vinny. There you go. So, okay. There you go. I, I thought about him. I thought about him hard, but he wasn't the one. He, he was it was in that movie. Was it murder? It was murder, right? Let me think. Yeah, cousin, yeah, yeah, yeah. They robbed the store. The clerk. Shot okay. Him. Yeah. So that's the only person in your team is my cousin Vinny. That's it. My cousin Vinny. Tom Cruise. Oh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, man. You you had your turn. You picked <laughs> real person. Come on, man. Yeah. All right. So y'all saw you want is my cousin Vinny. That's it. That's it. Nah, man. I one? can't. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to think another fictional lawyer who I like. But yeah, like I say Matthew McConaughey. I know he played a lawyer, but I can't even think of nobody. Yeah, he was a Lincoln man. lawyer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was Time based on a real baby. person too. Uh, you talking about uh? Oh, what was his name? I know his name too. Time to kill. No, no, I'm thinking of the other joint. Uh, what was the name? Finch Abbott or something like that. Uh, what was that old? Oh, that was an old movie. All right, time to kill. Time to kill was um. That's that Matthew McConaughey too. That's Matthew McConaughey too. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, all right. Let's 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 go with the professional here. So you got your defense <laughs> team. 
Yeah. Jaleel, who, who, you know, and give me three good ones because these guys didn't read the assignment. Three. I don't know. They I got two. I got two. I can't think of a third. Well, I can't think of her name, but she was on the same show. So I would do, um, even though she's a little questionable, her tactics, but I would still do her. Annalise Keating okay. from How to Get Away with Murder. Get, How to Get Away with Murder. Okay, that's perfect. You know what? I didn't even think about her. I uh, do, I'll give you that. I would do Olivia Pope. Because she was an okay. attorney, but she didn't really practice, but she had the connections. Okay, you going right. with the girl dream team? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's you. all women. <laughs> Olivia Pope was vicious, son. Olivia and Pope then, was my um, show. There, the there was another attorney in How to Get Away with Murder towards the end that Annalise Keating worked with. I want to say her name was Tahada. It was, I can't remember her name, but she was a beast. I would do those three. Okay. For sure. Okay, sure. so it's how to I get away. Olivia Pope for her connections though, because she she knew a lot of people. Yeah, she, she had practice, but she knew a lot of people. Mm. So. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, I yeah. like that team. So oh, she definitely, she you, definitely did you. her homework. We came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My she, she, she was ready for this question. She I was, was ready. ready. I'm gonna have my team. <laughs> I'm gonna have my team together. <laughs> so you know, it's all right. So I'm gonna go here with mine. So first, I start with. Lieutenant Daniel Caffey. So I don't know if y'all know who he is, but he is Tom Cruise yeah. in a movie, The Few Good Men. He will be my first chair. I'll make sure he's there because, you know, uh, you know, uh, if I get me a, a, a nice looking white man up there, I'm sure he might win for me, help yeah. me out. You know what I'm saying? So then, you know, my second chair would be good old Joe Miller, who was Denzel Washington in Philadelphia. I'll go ahead and put him as my second chair just to make sure that, you know, if uh, Tom Cruise messing up, I'm be like, go up there and, you know, tell the black version of that story exactly what's happening. <laughs> and then uh, for my third chair, I need that all around, go ahead and get him guy. Make sure that if, you know, something needs to happen that maybe might be a little bit on the, the, the line, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> that would be my man... James Jimmy McGill, a.k.a. Saul Goodman, a.k.a. Better Call Saul from Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad? Yeah. <laughs> See, Better I thought you would have said something like Jim Carrey from Liar Liar. Oh, because nah. in actuality, he was a good lawyer because my man couldn't lie. He had to figure it out. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. For my third chair, you know, I got my first two chairs for the thinking. My third chair is for the criminal aspect to make sure I get off. You know what I'm saying? Whatever needs to happen. <laughs> make sure I get off because, you know, Jimmy Jimmy McGill, man, he he, none of his people went to jail. Ain't none of them go. None of them. They was murdering left and right. Murder and drug, extortion, everything. And that one person went to jail on his watch. So, you know, I have him there just in case that uh, something is a little you borderline. And I have uh, my man Proctor from Power. Proctor from Power. Nah, first, of all, Powell. first of all, yeah, first of all, anything Fifty Cent do, I do not watch, sir. I don't want to stay away from that. Uh -oh. I'm letting you know that right now. It's I'm not even gonna watch show. The, the Eminem show. None of that. Nah, man. Nah, I don't trust. No BMF you know. for you? Huh? Nah. You I mean, I, you know what? No, I watched it. The TV. I watched it. I watched it. Trust me, I watch a lot of TV. I watch it, but I, I just can't. You know, my man Fifty just does something. That drives me nuts. I feel like he 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 runs into that same empire 
and what's it called? It's saying like he makes shows and they start off as good content. Like you get one, maybe two good seasons. But then after that, it just starts making no sense. They yeah. just start drawing the story out to it. Just <laughs> yeah. retarded. You know what I I'm agree, saying? Especially like, I got a son. I don't care how bad of a Look dad I'd be. He'd never think about shooting me in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, what are we doing out here in these streets? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. and then they he gonna sit there. Two seasons gonna, too long. Yeah, yeah. They, they gonna kidnap him. And then that's the other thing. I'm gonna go, so we can go on the power real quick. All right, so they kidnapped <laughs> this man. They kidnapped this son, did all this stuff to him, try to steal his drug empire, and then all of a sudden, his second in command starts selling drugs, and now he's best friend with Kanan again. Like, what's the way they do that? <laughs> he just kidnapped your son three episodes ago. You just tried to set him on fire last season. <laughs> last season, you tried to set him on fire. Yeah. yeah. And now, y'all best friends sitting in the car, oh, happy go lucky. I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm not watching this crap. <laughs> Can't do it. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. It, it turned into a little soap opera ish, I would say. Yep. That's 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 the best way I could like I was but it turned it did get a little soap opera after a while like okay yeah, yeah, man. like yeah. just like Empire they lost me when even I can be gay and I'm telling you I'm not turning down Alicia Keys I can tell you that now that ain't gonna happen and she was and she was the I've pre never, makeup Alicia Keys too I've she never seen the Empire now, no well, I've never you know. seen none of it. Yeah, I ain't yeah, never seen that one. It's the same thing. They start off, they start off good, of and then after a while, they just try to drag it, and then it just becomes it makes man. no sense at all. Yeah. So you know, I do like raising Canaan though, man. That is like the '80s aspect of it, man. Like Snowfall Raisin about Kane. to come on tonight too, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I gotta That's get caught right? up. I'm about, oh, I'm about yeah. three, I'm about, yeah. about three seasons <laughs> behind. Yeah. Son, like it's the sixth season. I say the sixth. I say, oh yeah, I'm about the three. Snowfall's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm. A, I, I I'm gonna end it on up. this. I just want to know what does what does a criminal defense attorney watch on TV? So what's your favorite shows? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I mean, it's a, <laughs> it's a good question. BMF, according to her. Sorry, we're very we're very judgmental. I'm sorry. A lot of different shows, but I'm not gonna lie. Like I watch a lot of documentaries. I know that sounds terrible, but I do. Like I watch a lot of true crime. Um. If I am getting into the like fictional shows, I do watch BMF. Okay. Um, Terrible show. What Go else ahead. do I have? Mm-hmm. I watched. Uh, I did watch Power in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I watch Raising Canaan. Yeah, that's a good show. Are you a Fifty Cent fan? That's what's going on here. I mean, I got stars, and so I don't know. Like uh, I just uh, yeah. <laughs> I got okay. stars. I was, watch all the shows in the world, she named all Fifty Cent shows. Yeah. Garbage like, show, you, and some documentaries. Don't even know what I'm talking about when I say New Amsterdam. They're like, "What?" Oh, oh no, no, I know what New Amsterdam is. Yeah, yeah, love that show. Love that show. That was a vodka. I'm sad it's coming to an end, huh? New, New Amsterdam. I thought that was a vodka. No, isn't to me? It's like the spinoff of Grace Anatomy, right? Or it seems like, like he kind of they like just the medical director is super drastic in his ideas and I love it because it's like that'll never happen in real life. So I know yeah. this is the show. Got it. Um <laughs> so I like that. Um, but yeah, mostly true crime and documentaries. Like that's yeah. really what I watch. But if it's fictional, then yeah, I'm probably watching a 50 cent show because it's all black. All right, number one <laughs> movie. <laughs> number one movie of all time. Your number one go to. Like Ooh, when this, this movie's this on, you, I you, gotta better, watch you better be careful. 
Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? I thought one movie you know, of all time. I can't yeah, yeah. do that. Well, I give can't. me top three. Come on, you can do it. You got you. You you're on the spot now. Well, you know you've done yeah, worse. Yeah, this is on the spot. Yeah, yeah, don't worry. I mean, and listen. I'm be extremely judgmental. I'm the judge of this right now. I get to, this. Yeah, you yeah. guys are probably gonna be judgmental, okay? Because they're kind of like chick flick ish. Oh, yeah. Let, okay. We ain't, we ain't worried about that. Yeah. Okay. I love so, chick flicks. Uh, I can name my top three. I, I can't, I, y'all, I really can't name top three, but I can name three that's like I love that are Go good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What are they? Okay. Love Jones. Okay. Respect. Right. I can respect that. Okay. Respect. Um, ah, ooh. Uh, paid in full. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I give it Wait a you about to roll that avalanche down the hill to better on what you say next. <laughs> nah, she said waiting to exhale. Waiting to exhale. It's a chick flick. Yeah. Right. Uh, waiting to exhale is definitely respectful. You got two out of three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm about to say yeah. y'all Paid and fool is definitely, yeah, man. Paid and fool is garbage. That was on my list. I ain't even fake. What about what? Juice. Nah. You nope. guys, it, these it, are good nope. movies. I'm only because okay, nah, 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 three, okay. but first of all, nah. These are first good movies. Juice. Anytime, anytime you in the movie, you got the juice now. That's the that's yeah, the end of that. That's, that's the end of that. That's over. That movie's yeah, done. Okay, Look stop. at you. You got There's the juice now. There's a lot of movies now. out there. You you pick juice. What? What did this random fool? This dude. This dude. That, that dude wasn't even in the movie at all. He just came out of nowhere. You got the juice now. Like what? What is this? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. Juice yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but I had Top to do... movies is hard because sometimes it depends on what you in the mood for. Like I go through certain seasons where I used to like back in the day, my favorite still. movie used to be Menace to Society. But Menace to Society is a nope. favorite movie. What do you mean? It's, it's not, it's not no more. It used to be like right now. What's better than Menace? What's better than I'm Menace? Saying, like when you, when, you, when you put it in that, it depends on what categories we talking about. You know what I mean? Nah, that's see, what I'm saying. It's not that though. It, it's this. Your top movies are if you wake up and the TV is on and you go to the bathroom in the middle of the night and that movie changing, is changing. on, are you gonna finish the movie? Oh yeah. Well, so oh well then I can't. I can give you I, one, I, I can give you ooh. my movie right now. And ooh, it's it's, it's that, tombstone. That if I get up in the middle of the night and tombstone is on, oh, I will watch the whole the movie now. to there. <laughs> yeah. This man said Tombstone. Yeah, I, I like thought Tombstone. she was going to give a good movie. My bad. Nah, it's a great movie. It's a great yeah. western. But come on, dog. It's like yep. thirty movies before Tombstone. It's, really it's, it's so many movies, though, man. It's a lot of movies. That's why I can't. You you, you almost got to put them in in categories. Like you can put certain movies up against any movie. But if we talking about like my like like I said, like I'm talking about Menace to Society, Boys in the Hood, New Jack City, like sometimes I'm in the mood for that I type of... I completely forgot about New Jack City. New Jack City's the best <laughs> out of the three. Yeah, I, you know, uh, you're you in, you in the mood for close certain second. type of ones. New so Jack City's number one, bro. That's like, a good you, one. You're crazy. You're going to choose, you know one. what I mean? That's what I was saying. So then if I'm second. talking about like, I got my movies like Heat, like I love Heat. Heat I love great. That's the, a great these movie. type of movies. Then I like joints like The Town, Departed. Like, you know, so but those, hey, the, hey, look, Departed is one of the man. most underrated movies out there. But that's first what I mean. All, it's hard. It's hard to pick. Nah, first, the of all, best first of all, first of all, first of all, if you like any movie based in Boston, I'm not your friend. I'm just letting you know. The, that. I don't you, the Town, you ain't like The Town. Exactly. They're the only two. No, it's garbage. Garbage. What about your best biopic? 
Man. Mm. Best biopic, Ray Charles. I'm going with What's Love Got to Do with It. What's Love Got to Do with It is great. Yeah, that's I mean, great. But Ray, Jamie Foxx was amazing in Ray. I have to. Ray was. That's my just, second. Yeah, Ray. That's was my second for Ray. I mean, the the way he played him was just insane. So. I don't know, yeah. dog. Uh, what is it? The joint when it was. Uh, it's not. It's a bio, but it's not a bio. Oh, you said too You with, can't say anything worse. So go ahead. It, it is. It's the uh, what is it? One night in Miami, I think it is. One oh, get this. I didn't yeah, see yeah, that. Yeah, with it was supposed to have Sam Cooke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that was I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. That joy was, that was dope. Good. Like, yeah, it, it, that joy was dope. Yeah, I think yeah. that was the name. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to remember. It, it, it's exactly. a, I think it was it's called like One Night in Miami or A Night in Miami, something like yeah. that. That joy was one of the best picks out there. Yeah, that was good. See, I ain't all Western and gangster. Yeah, that ain't that ain't bad. Y'all got on me about paid in full, so but that ain't bad. Paid in full was terrible. <laughs> paid in so full was terrible. This, I can this tell is you why. I can name like another like like I guess this be considered a biopic that's not in the black genre. I like it because it's mute, um, business oriented. Is um the founder about um from guy the McDonald's from, joint? McDonald's man. I, uh, I, I love watching. You know what? Joint, I got to mute you. Uh, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, are you serious? You, you ain't like that. You ain't. <laughs> did you watch like it? Wolf on Wall Street or something? Because yeah, yeah, I love that. Wolf on Wall too. Street was excellent. I love that too. Yeah, that was. Yeah, but I don't. I, I don't, I, I don't I look at those that. as biopic. I guess it was a biopic, but yeah. that was a biopic. They said a lot of because they they showed video of a lot of stuff actually, actually yeah. happening. That's so. one of them. That's that, that's yeah. up there on my list of movies too. Like when that's on TV, I I do usually watch Wolf of Wall. The founder. Street. I like the founder, man. Like, you know, I do I'm but the, in the food services, man. And it's like, uh, I, I said something about it, you know what I mean, that I like. With my new technology, with my new technology, I can start isolating people saying stupid things. And this is going to be the number one thing I isolate when I go back. I'm just going to let you know that. So, on, <laughs> just saying, nah, it's all right, man. I love you. You know, I love you, man. Hey, we going to, hey, look, we going to talk about have movies you, all have night. Have you seen it? I'm going to go ahead. The founder? Yeah. Yeah, I fell asleep in the first 30 seconds. Yeah, as soon as they showed the arches, I was like, "Man, that joint good, man. You gotta go back, man." Nah, the, the only thing about McDonald's that I watched, I didn't watch the founder, but when they had that documentary on them Monopoly pieces, oh uh, yeah, that was crazy. That joint yeah, was, was funny. Yeah, I watched that. <laughs> like, yeah, that was that way better than the dope. founder. They yeah. were scheming babies out there Monopoly pieces <laughs> and getting bread. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh yeah, the dude who's creating it when he's sending it to his family, like sending yes, the pieces. <laughs> that joint was nuts, man. Hey, look, fellas and ladies. First, I want to give my very much thank you, Julia. Thank you for staying and hanging out with us and joining us here at Dad Mentality. I hope you see what we're trying to do here, and I hope that we can use you as a resident, our resident attorney, so that when we have any kind of uh, future shows where we might have some problems we can you know reach out to you and maybe you can clear it up or give us some uh advice on how to help somebody in that situation but i know now if you want to help them we need to make sure that you get paid for that so we can't pay (laughs) but we do appreciate you taking the time your energy was amazing thank you for uh giving us that time you know and matt i appreciate you joining us as a host brother you know, even no though you question, said the founder, no I mean, you know, I can't <laughs> hold everything against you. But um, 
yeah, it was good conversations. Vance, my man, brother from another mother, thank you again. And we're going to go ahead and end the show and, you know, just uh, make sure everybody takes the time. Mental health is important. If you have any questions, you want to reach out to us at dad underscore mentality at yahoo.com. You can also see us on Instagram and Facebook. Follow us. Make sure you get your get your uh, Bitcoin Fridays every Friday. Uh, Jaleel, if you're not, you know, you should join us on uh, Bitcoin Friday. Every Friday we spend $10 on Bitcoin. And Matt has guaranteed us that at the end of the year, we will have more money in that account than we spent. So we putting in $10 every week on Bitcoin Friday. If you want to join us, you know, please do. And uh, let's see if Matt is right, because we will bring him back and you can come on the show and tell him how much money he made you lose. Right, right. And uh, you lose know, till you sell it. We'll go from there. But anyway, like I said, you'll catch us on Instagram, catch us on Facebook. Thank you. And uh, see you all next week. All right.